everybody. Welcome to Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons. Uh, we're basking in the, uh, well, the, the, the relief, I'd say. If you can bask in a bath full of relief, we are doing that because the Bengals won last night. And we've got that winning feeling back. We all feel great. We can head into the week with our heads held high. Um, we can uh, smile our way through Monday and Tuesday and the rest. And we are back on track, both as a football team and as a fan base. Let's hear it for our Cincinnati Bengals. But let's also hear it from Nathan Palmer. Hello, Nathan. How you doing, my son? Certainly in a lot of relief, so much so that you forgot to mention which episode number it was at the start of the episode, which you is see, unusual for you. what listeners don't know is I completely had a massive brain fart and I forgot my usual introduction. So... Um, that's, that's the relief in your head, you know. You've got know. A, bit, a bit like I'm a bit giddy. Yeah, I'm a bit giddy. Well, it's episode 227. That's almost irrelevant, Nathan, isn't it? Because who cares what episode number is? We're delirious. We might as Absolutely. well just tear our clothes off and run down the street. We might as well. It's dark outside now in the UK. Uh, it's uh, what is it now? Coming to eight o'clock and it's dark, fully dark. So no one's going to see anything anyway. So let's just all get naked, shall we? Well, I'll, yeah, I mean, there's no, you're not saying yes to that one, are you? No, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, maybe if we win a couple more. That's the way I like to celebrate, get naked, basically. <laughs> which is which is a shuddering thought for most people well, who've met me. Certainly the numbers of the next meetup. <laughs> the numbers of the next meetup might be slightly impacted by that thought. Might be. Might, but there might be more, actually, to be honest. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're talking shit. As you can see, I'm a bit weird tonight. And... Um, so, um, yeah, let's get back and try it. Bring, bring me back down, Nathan. Bring it down. Bring me back down. Well, excellent win, wasn't it? Professional quality win, desperately needed. I think uh, another loss there and you'd have been really um, packing up your stuff um, in some ways. Not Maybe that would be a slight overreaction, but it would have been pretty damn close to that. Huge win for the boys. Gutted it out. Wasn't pretty. You know, there was parts of it that were good. And, you know, certainly Jamar Chase... Um, we'll be wearing that crown on Monday, but yeah, it was, they did enough against a pretty bad football team, didn't they? And definitely more than anything, it felt like progress, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I wouldn't say they're an awful team, the Cardinals, but, um, you know, they're obviously rebuilding, but they've got some nice players and they made some nice plays last night and they put us under pressure a little bit. And I, at one point I thought, this is Tennessee all over again. You know, we, we marched down the field, first drive, looked really good, scored points. Um, and then, uh, what was it, 10 nothing up, I think it was, and looked pretty good. And then, I don't know, they made some adjustments and suddenly they were up and it was always like, oh, no, what's that? No. But um, managed to prevail at the end there. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a good, fun game. I enjoyed it. It was. And I, I just the only thing I would say with it, and I'm not being negative. Oh, I'm not because I'm bloody happy. I've been happy all day. Like you said, sort of walking around with your chest out. The season's back on. You know, we sort of desperately needed something like that. But I what would say, you know, Josh Dobbs, rookie head coach. James Connor's probably one of their biggest weapons, if not their biggest. And he went out after six carries. Which true, true. He put up 46 yards. You're playing against an undrafted rookie in Amari Di Mercado. Um, who scored? You know, who did yeah, score? Yeah, no, he did score. But, but what I'm saying is, like, it's not the most ferocious. No, 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 no. You're no. on the road, and I think whenever you win a road game um, in the NFL, that's always to be celebrated. The, it, wherever you go, it's difficult. You know, the environment's hostile, and I think the main thing that everyone will take from that game: the defense was good, the run game on statistically was pretty dire. Um, I still yeah, think, really, true. to the I still think to the Cardinals, we probably gave up. Three, you know, giving up three touchdowns to that offense, yeah, I, I don't think is fantastic. Um, but it was progress, you know, considering what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. A must yeah. win game on the road, it, it was an improvement. You can only, you know, there's only so many superlatives you can say about Jamar Chase. That was just a world class performance, yeah, bloody hell. Um, I mean, I, I also thought going back to the Tennessee game, if we'd have played like we had, um, after that first drive throughout the rest of the Tennessee game. Uh, last night, I think we would have lost. So I think we did play much better, executed much better. But then, you know, as you say, it wasn't perfect. There was, you know, there was some dodgy, dicey moments in there. But we, 
we came through. Anyway, should we get to some reaction, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Right, the Cincinnati Bengals 34, the Arizona Cardinals 20. Uh, we can't go through this whole thing without mentioning Joe Burrow. So should we start there? Joe Burrow, I think it's fair to say, um, looked, uh, I mean, you know, looked pretty much there. I mean, the way he scrambled and moved around in the pocket, climbed the pocket, extended plays, uh, driving through his body as, as he threw the ball. There was didn't seem to be any adverse reaction at all. In fact, as the game went on, he looked more confident and doing the things... Uh, Doing the things that we come to, you know, know and love about Joe Burrow, right? It was, uh, he, he was like, oh, he's back, he's back, and that kind of, I think, lifted the team. That once Joe Boy was throwing, and there was sort of velocity on the ball as well. There's a nice snap on the ball, and he looked, he looked back to, back to, if not quite full fitness, but pretty close, really. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes there was a few plays in there, one early in the game where he sort of evaded um, some pressure in the pocket, did a bit of a loop the loop and got outside. And you thought, oh, hang on, we haven't seen that um, this season yet. Another one where he scrambled and got about 12, 14 yards. And sometimes little details like that can just be the difference for someone like Joe Burrow. You know, just the difference between um, him picking up a bit of confidence, just making the defences think that bit more, um, you know, and sort of have to take that seriously. Because I think in the last couple of weeks, opposing defences have been able to scheme around that they've been yeah. able to just get some pressure on him know he's not going to get outside the pocket know he's no real threat on his um when he's scrambling so i think more than anything that was it obviously that huge pass to jamar chase that was exciting to see that because really these well let's talk about are, that that's the headline play isn't it yeah but you haven't seen that not even if you um you know seen a pass that's completed like that you don't see him drive the ball more than 20 yards down the field it's the whole offense that through was, five weeks yeah, that was until that. then has just been sort of you know slant routes curl routes you know some little sort of outside yeah, um passes for passes seven or eight and... yards yeah exactly yeah and and do you know what it was just so thrilling wasn't it because the, the first half was pretty much like that really yeah i mean they were just relying on the the underneath stuff and then Bang, from nowhere there was that beautiful 60-odd-yard pass or touchdown to Jamar Chase. I think the ball was in the... I think it was uh, Joe Boy's longest air throw yeah, in his yeah, career. Yeah. And that's saying something, coming back from, you know, an injury like, like he's had. Uh, just, I mean, beautiful throw. You just saw, like, how good Jamar Chase is in that situation. He's been crying out for that kind of ball all yep. season. And he got it. And it also demonstrated that last second burst because there was a moment where I thought, is that ball overthrown ever so slightly? And again, that burst at the very last minute is so deceptive. Just fingertip catch, banjo, he's in. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Out of your seat, punch the air play. And that's something that we've been absolutely been missing uh, this season. No doubt. And the reality is there's two things here, isn't there? The Cardinals on defence don't have one of those elite pass rushers necessarily that's going to take over a game. But they're not a top off a top defence whatsoever. But the key thing here for everyone is that was an exercise to get some momentum, to get some confidence yeah, and to get a win on the board. And that is, you know, Joe Burrow completing 15 passes to Jamar Chase for 192 it's obscene, yards. Obscene, isn't it? Obscene. But, uh, but, a franchise record breaking Carl Pickens. 15 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Whoever's got whoever's got Jamar Chase in their fantasy team is probably winning their game this weekend. That, that's seriously big numbers. But, of course, the reason for that is, is it, they are using him. With T. Higgins out, yes, Trenton Irwin had a terrific game last night, both as a receiver and punt. He's such a reliable, solid player, isn't he, Irwin? The smiling, hirsute man. Um... Yeah, but they they're using Jamar not just as a deep threat, but also as like a possession receiver yeah. as well. Those swing passes uh, were better executed last night, and they're picking up five, six, seven yards on first down. We may not like them, but they are an extension of the run play, and we'll come to the run game in a minute. But um, 
this guy can do it all. Uno can do it all. No, absolutely. And, you know, this is where you pay your players and you you rely on your best players in times of need. You know, T Higgins, a big loss for the Bengals. And in this situation, Jamal Chase has just said, look, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take his load myself. And, the Cardinals knew that the Bengals were going to lead on Jamar Chase. They couldn't stop him. Um, and that's just both from Burrow and Chase, just fantastic effort, you know, for them to get that in. And like I was saying before, for me, it's the consistency of that. You know, Joe Burrow didn't have the preseason. He didn't have a good couple of games to start things off. Getting those completions to Chase down, getting some momentum, getting some um, some confidence up, that is just exactly what we need. Because the, the run from here gets far more difficult. You know, some very difficult games coming up. And you want... Burrow and Chase to be on the same page and boy in the last two weeks it's gone from you know barely anything going anywhere to Jamar Chase having a nearly 30 receptions through two weeks so you know that is what that is the connection the Bengals need to be humming um, on full force when people like the 49ers and the Bills and the Seahawks um, you know roll up so that almost better than anything and just very very exciting to see Joe Boy more mobile and hopefully trending even more in the right direction as the weeks go by yeah I agree I agree and so there's a lot to like Joe Boy looks good his mechanics look better and of course you know it's, it's crazy isn't it to think that a niggling injury to a quarterback can affect the entire team which is exactly what happened over the past couple of weeks and you know, you get your man, your your quarter of a million, sorry, quarter of a billion dollar man back firing on pretty much all cylinders, then, yeah, you know, that's going to lift the entire team. As you say, give them so much confidence. The other thing last night that I liked on top of, obviously, Burrow and Chase and Irwin and, you know, um, that side of the ball, I like the fact that we, just like old times, we made like crucial plays. We won the big moments um, when we had to, really. And you know that uh, after not getting in at the one-yard line, you know, four goes at that, coming up short, and then Cam Taylor Britt just like you know running in for a pick six. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, crucial Jermaine Pratt stop on fourth down. Um, that was a massive play. That yeah, was a massive yeah, yeah, play. Yeah. Uh, another interception, Trey Hendrickson closing things out with some with some pressure. He's now sort of fourth, fifth in the league in terms of sacks. Um, it felt like, again, this team knows when to make a play and they've got that knack back and that was pretty gratifying and, and exciting to, to see. Do you know what I mean? 100% and yeah the defence had a bad week last week I don't think they were fantastic against the Cardinals but exactly like you said just the opportunistic nature of it that fourth down stop to just cut the momentum in half not a great play call from the Cardinals really just felt a little bit sort of half-hearted yeah, just yeah, trotting dobs outside and you know that that was kind of that wasn't it but yeah great step up that the you know the interceptions the Cam Taylor Britt play is a game-changing play you know when you um, have got a defence backed um, an offence backed up like that they're driving the ball all of a sudden you've put seven on the board um, with a great play like that and the, the key thing really is as much as that really turned the game on its head and gave the Bengals the confidence all you want to see sometimes as a team is those young players taking steps forward and again Cam Taylor Britt picking that off running it back in the amount of confidence that's going to give him he's been playing well you know he's been a couple of plays off here and there but ultimately he looks like a good player DJ Turner's looking good yeah, you know, some of these rookies are starting to just um, play well you saw Andre Yoshivas get his first catch yesterday which was exciting you know get him out on the field get him some reps with the first team so that's also something just bubbling away um, behind the scenes as positive is that these young players are starting to step up and really prove their worth which is always what you want to see to keep this um, quality team um, and franchise moving in the right direction yeah and you're right DJ Turner has been really good really good both in you know kind of coming off the bench in in uh in various packages and uh, starting you know in this game i think dastin hill has settled in right in as a starter He's been excellent. yeah um, you know jordan battle got some snaps last night i think nick scott was taken out of the game perhaps he was benched for a while um because they you know a couple of the the uh cardinals big plays so there's some pretty horrendous tackling going on there so that's one thing to absolutely try and improve on 
Um, but you know, uh, I think you know, as I say, Jordan Battle is 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 playing more and getting you know they're valuable learning uh, reps for him. Um, you know, I um, there's a lot to like, but again, we we are giving up some chunky chunky chunksters, aren't we on the on the defense, and that needs to be uh, addressed as well. Um, well, I agree, and we have um, to me we haven't played. The best offense we've played so far is the Ravens. You know, the Ravens' offense is dynamic, but even they've struggled at some points during this season. They were awful against the Steelers yesterday, um, which was surprising. But, you know, the last couple of games, the Rams' offense is pretty good. And actually, when you look at the Rams playing the way they are at the moment, that looks like a very, very good win. But, you know, the Cardinals, the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Dobbs, you know, it's they're not the, the powerhouses you're going to see when Josh Allen... Um, and Christian McCaffrey. Well, I was going to say, place. next yeah. week we've got Kenneth. I mean, it's the Bengals' run defence, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Um, that seems to be a bit of a problem. Um, I mean, it did us a massive favour, really, that James Conner went out because he only had six carries yesterday. He went for 46 yards, 7.7 yeah, 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 yards yeah, yeah, yeah. a carry. And like I said, no respect to Amari Di Mercado, but, you know, he he's not going to be one of the premier running backs coming in as an undrafted. No, 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 no. But um, he, he did an undrafted job. rookie. No, I mean, he, 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 but this is the problem, isn't it? He got 10 carries, 45 yards, um, and a touchdown as an undrafted rookie. So, you know, like you said, when Kenneth Walker rolls in, um, to pay core next week, that and has then, to and then McCaffrey in San Francisco. Well, McCaffrey, exactly. McCaffrey is absolutely gangbusters at the moment. He's like yeah. no one is stopping that guy. No one is stopping the 49ers. I'm, yeah. oh, we'll see. But you know, got to uh, as the phrase these days is the common phrase now is we got to keep stacking these bad boys because it just you know just shows you getting better and better each week. It is, it is still fairly early in the season. If we can get to that by three and three, then. Oh. You know, that's we'll have done well, I think, just because of the way we played in those first, you know, against the Browns, uh, first half against the Ravens, and then the uh, pretty much the whole game against the, the Titans, you know. Um, just, one, just one quick thing yeah. on the subject of that sort of upcoming schedule. I'd be interested to see what this team's got in its locker against someone like the 49ers because I wouldn't mind betting you that... I think they'll you know, run them close. I mean, no, they, well, I, no, I completely agree. And I think that's why... Well, they've I've got the this. potential to. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Bengals, I've said this before, a quality team has the ability to step up when it knows it needs to. And I'm not saying that the Bengals, you know, are looking at the Titans, the Cardinals early on in the season and maybe not trying as hard as they perhaps should. But you see it in all sports. When someone steps up in the big moment, the lights are on, it's a big game against quality quality opposition sometimes players can just find that extra gear or two yeah. and, and we've, that's got some, we've got some superstars I mean T will be back in a week or so yeah. I mean I wonder I wonder if it's who knows but um, we could we could do with T and Chase out there because they're big play guys you know um, you know people like Hendrickson and Pratt and Hubbard and uh, and DJ Reader and all those guys tend do tend to make plays again like i said earlier they they this team has a knack of mm. making big plays when they absolutely need to when their backs are against the wall we've seen it in the past 2 years um and why why shouldn't they you know but you have to say san francisco look pretty tasty them no, and, I, I agree them and miami bloody hell's crackers they look um irresistible and they're two of the teams that i i dislike the most i have to say but there we go um, I, I, I back us though. I mean, I, I really do think that you know we've played our best football against the Bills in the playoffs, against the Chiefs in the regular season. I think they rel those players like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader. They'll relish going up against the best. They'll relish uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk coming to town, and Josh Allen and the Bills like reigniting that. I mean, it's like a friendly rivalry, isn't it, with the Bills? But sort of reigniting yeah, that yeah, yeah. level of competition. You know, I think sometimes it's almost harder to get yourself up to face Josh Dobbs and Dee Mercado. Um, you know, if you're the Bengals, so I, I think that that'll be a big test for us, and that could be what really, you know, sends a message to the league to say, look, we're back, we're ready to go. And by then, just three weeks' time until you're going into that game, you can only think that Joe Burrow is going to be in a much better position physically. Um, as you said, T Higgins comes back, and all of a sudden you start saying, right, you know, this is serious now. Let's get moving and. Um, hopefully I can back it up. So huge win, huge win considering oh, yeah, circumstances. 100%. 100%. Can, you, can you imagine, you know, what we're saying on this podcast tonight if the Cardinals had nicked it at the end or oh, something like no. that? I mean, it would be, you know, there would be all it sorts of It would be doom and gloom, said. wouldn't it, for sure. Oh. I mean, the wheel, 
the wheel would be out for a start. Um, <laughs> I don't think she'd know what's coming or going. But um, this running game, um, Mixon, he, he got his 25 touches yesterday, uh, 25 carries for 81 yards, 3.2 a pop. Not great, but not, like, awful as well. They're just, I don't know. It's, And I think it all comes down to, I don't know, I this RPO stuff that Burroughs seems to really like is not conducive to a a decent run game because a lot of it is, you know, kind of last second handoffs out of shotgun, you know, and um, it's not really downhill running, you know. Um, and I've said you know about four times in the past two seconds. So, um, yeah. And also, do, do I, know- like I said last week, it is literally just Joe Mixon. They don't really I know. trust Travion Williams. Really. They don't really trust... Uh, Chase Brown. They don't really trust uh, Chris Evans. It's Joe Mixon or no one, and that I don't know. That makes me nervous, man, because he's gonna. There's already some tread on the tires there, and you yeah. know it's a long season. Twenty-five yeah, yeah. carries, getting yeah. you know, including four down the goal line when they played him really tough and hit him really hard. Um, I don't know. Someone on Twitter today suggested that they go and trade uh, for Samaj yeah. P. Ryan because. Yeah. Uh, because Denver have pretty much fallen off a cliff already, haven't they? So, um, oh man, yeah, I think I, mm, yeah, I, mm, I don't know. It, it worries problem, me slightly. The problem with Mixon, I find now at this point in his career, is I just don't think he's got the speed in him to really rip off a big one. And I'm sure next week he'll do that and prove me wrong. And <laughs> I mean, of course he's got the speed in it, but he's just not necessarily what like a burner like you might find. Um, with someone like Pacheco from the Chiefs or someone that gets in a bit of space and you just think at any point can take it to the house. And uh, yeah, there was a couple of plays in the game against the Cardinals, especially that goal line um, situation where he got stood up on the line. And you quite like a sort of, you know, hard, you know, running back, good size Joe Mixon to like, run one of those guys over and really plough his way in. And, you know, again, that could have been a game-changing play. You know, you're at the goal line, you need to take the lead and you, you, you get stuffed. You had two, three opportunities. Uh, you know, you can imagine why they don't really want to be sneaking Joe Burrow in and trying to sort of force him in with his calf. So, you know, you need someone like Joe Mixon. And I don't think there's any team around the league that relies on one running back more than the Bengals rely on Joe Mixon. Because, you know, Travion Williams yesterday, one carry for five yards. I mean, it's non-existent. You know, they've and not Burrow used Chase Brown. And Burrow had a massive Brown. go at him, didn't he, towards the end there when uh, when there was that sort of miscommunication. Yeah. Um, don't know, just, just putting all that load onto one back. And, and I, I know I keep talking about P. Ryan, but it used, I mean... He was always a reliable outlet for a couple of carries here and there, and he, he made some crucial plays. Yeah. I don't see that with our backup guys. This, but the problem is we haven't seen it because he's not played. No, I mean, that's right, like and this, they're not giving him a chance. Too I think much, this is the know. problem with you know not knowing what you've got. I mean, I, I thought P Ryan played well as well, but I'm not convinced that you know he's that good of a player that we need to go and give up any sort of capital to get him back or anything like that. You, no, you I think the, at, like, I think uh, the point is there that someone suggested P Ryan. Fair enough, because he knows the system. No, that's true. But yeah. I think I think it's more about the should we actually dip into the free agent market to get a, a running back depending on who's there obviously well, I, I don't know I, who's that out there to be honest but I think just to touch on one other thing in that respect is you know your receiving core with T Higgins is elite there's no question about that your running game is it doesn't feel very, dynamic does it no it, it, it doesn't feel dynamic and it doesn't feel top end at the moment and certainly doesn't feel like it's got much variety what worries me a lot is the the tight end game, you know, not one tight end at a catch yesterday. Irv Smith was mm. back. He did draw that pass interference penalty, which got us to the goal line. Yeah. But that concerns me that we haven't got a tight end really out there that seems capable of getting open. Frequently. I mean, although I looked at the snap counts today and all those guys did play 20 odd snaps each, you know, um, so they were in there and they were, you know, gritting it out. They just, it just, they just weren't, they're not part of the game plan anymore. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no Hayden, uh, CJ Uzama in the past game. They're they're pretty at the moment. You know who knows what's going to happen. But um, yeah, no. And there's some there are some glaring holes in this team. Um, but you do, know, do you think, if Joe do, Boy plays as well as that in in you know against better teams, then you know obviously it covers a multitude of of uh, deficiencies really doesn't it 
Just, just one quick question for you, son, and you don't have to elaborate on your answer, but just sort of because it's been talked about a few times. Obviously, the Bengals, you'd say the window's open. They're, I think the fact they're two and three, you're more than in the, you know, in the conversation and still believe that this season's got some, you know, certainly got some legs in it. Do you think the Bengals seriously, I mean, they've never done this before, I don't think, mid-season. Do you think that they might look at this offence, at the run game, at the receiving game, you know, tight end, whatever, and they might make a move before the trade deadline? Or do you just think they're going to stick with their guns? They came in, they knew what they had, they know what they've got, move on. Or do you think there's actually a chance they might buck that trend and say, look, we're paying some big cookies for Joe Burrow here. We need to be aggressive because other teams do this. They're very aggressive a lot around the trade yeah, deadline. Yeah, and you're right. Like LA ben- do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Bengals just don't do it. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I think I think Zach does hold a bit of sway, but... I mean, they got rid of Leal Collins, which freed up some cap space. So it just depends on how much they can afford and what's left in the in the kitty, and you know what kind of contract they're going to be taking on if they yeah, they do yeah. trade for someone. I mean, it might need it, but will the Bengals actually do it? It will be very uncharacteristic. I yeah. Think. Anyway, there we go. Shout out to Jay Tufeli as well. I noticed him quite a few times. He was getting well involved last yeah. night. Yeah. So. You can't miss him with that haircut, can you? No, exactly. <laughs> right. Let's get to your correspondence. Solid hand. And just to let you know before we get to your correspondence that we are planning uh, at least one meetup uh, for the Seattle game this weekend. So keep it locked, as they say, to uh, social channels at today underscore UK on Twitter, Bengals UK on Facebook. Um, and do come along if you're in the area. Right, uh, Jamie at Trek White Beaster, much better. It's so good to see Joe moving again. He's not fully cooking yet, but there's a tempting smell coming out of the kitchen. Still a bit concerned about how soft our defence is against passes over the middle and protection against blitzes, but otherwise much better. Yeah, they, they, they're not great against the old blitzeroos these, uh, this year. And again, you know, I think P. Ryan plays into it. Obviously, P. Ryan's the, probably... The, the best player in the NFL, the way I'm talking about him. <laughs> um, smells, uh, Nathan. Um, what smell from a kitchen would stop you dead in your tracks? What, 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 would, what would make you salivate and stop, do you think? Oh, blimey. Um, it's got to be pasta, a good pasta dish and a bit of heavy garlics. Oh, do, you know, do you know what would get me stopped in my tracks? is a good chilli. Oh, a good chili always, you know, nice flavours from coming out of the kitchen, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that'd be quite a nice. Well, it's lucky nice lucky one. that you're going to Cincinnati in December then, isn't right, it? Right, exactly, yeah. Uh Pete Dadswell at Dadders, the team's performance and my emotional state are seemingly so utterly dependent on the health and effectiveness of one person's body part. It's kind of unhealthy. Well, the body part is getting healthier. That's the main thing, Pete. What are we, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, exactly. You'll have to ask Pete. I'm assuming it's his, his calf, but it could be anywhere on his areas. Um, Tom McDowell at Wagat Dub DD. Shout out to Irwin, who seemed to be involved throughout. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see Trenton, because he doesn't let anybody down, does he? I mean, he did, he did slip over once, which led to an interception, but that wasn't his fault. Um, and he couldn't quite make that uh, flea flicker. That would have been amazing. And again, oh, yeah. one of the good things I enjoyed about last night is that they were a little bit more creative, a little bit no, more 100%. inventive. Um, you could just tell that Joe Burrow trusts Trenton Irwin. I felt that last season. He does go to him time after time. And obviously Trenton Irwin's not on the field all that much when you've got T. Higgins in there, you've got Tyler Boyd. He doesn't get a look in as much. But whenever he does, Joe Burrow really does, you know, get after him, get it to him. And, you know, there was a run last year, especially when we were playing well, and Trenton Irwin was a big part of that off so it's great to see and he's a he's a very hard working lad safe pair of hands you know good luck to the geezer uh marcus smith at conniving underscore crow we solid s- hand <laughs> we seem to have a dirty habit uh speak for yourself mike um of collapsing in the second quarter speak for yourself mike but we showed resilience and are still fighting the story will be about borrow but chase has been in my opinion near mvp caliber this season well, there's a statement. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's not going to, you know, it's McCaffrey or whoever, whatever quarterback manages to steam through this year. Um, but, yeah, he, he's, he's demonstrated that, you know, 
if you're going to choose between T Higgins or Jamar Chase to extend for a mega contract, I think it's got to be Chase, unfortunately. Uh, I say unfortunately, unfortunately for T. Um, if you can only keep one, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. He's just showed his worth the past couple. He's put the team on his back pretty much, and he's, as I say, he's possession receiver. He's a he's a he's a he's a game breaking deep threat. He's you he can line him up in the backfield. You know what I mean? He's he's he can do it all really, and I think these past two weeks uh, have shown that. Uh, Rob Hill at surely this season. Solid handle. No surprise that with a functional QB, our offense performs a lot better. Let's hope JP remains on an upward trajectory health-wise. Because if he is, then we know what we can do. Martin at Dorset Bengal. Joey was wearing some quality clobber before the game. At that point, I knew he was feeling better. Did you see that jersey, that, that sweater that he's wearing? No, oh, it's shocking, really. Isn't I it? liked it. No, no, no. I liked it. And apparently his mates made it for him. I mean, it's one of those things where Joe Burrow's a good-looking geezer. He's in good shape. He's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I mean, you can wear anything and it looks cool. I think if one of us wore it down... <laughs> I'm not saying I could pull it but, off. Uh, <laughs> Bloody hell. If one of us wore it down Kentish Town High Street, you get clobbered. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Derek Davis at Bengal Bites. Every time Joe would jump, spin and run from pressure, my heart was in my throat. I may have to watch through my fingers all season. But let's be honest, the Cardinals are not a good team. This is a return to expectations. Good point. Yeah, and we've said it, you know, the Cardinals yeah. weren't like, you know, uh, contenders, far from it. They're rebuilding. They've got some nice players. But, you know, they'll have a losing season probably this year. Well, they're what, one on four now. So it uh, depends what happens when Kyler Murray gets back, of course. But, um, yeah, um I just think it's it's a crucial win. Again, I don't think anybody is acknowledging the fact that they're, you know, we've just beaten a contender. We've just beaten someone. You know, that's the, that's the main thing. Uh, Matt Gibbs at Wakey Ram. Um, what happened to the run game? Is it mixed? Is it the line? Are they predictable? I don't understand the game well enough to know what's going on. However, Joey B, Chase Irwin, uh, he deserves more snaps, surely. Hendrickson all leapt off the screen, relieved the overwhelming emotion. I wish I could answer that, uh, Matt, about the run game. Um, listening to Paul on Hear That Podcast Growling, um, he tends to think, you know, Mixon wasn't looking and firing on all cylinders last night. So I think it's probably a bit of everything. Scheme, uh, execution, uh, Mixon himself, um, and yet he's been running. He's, You, know, you can't accuse him of not running hard. But... Um, and also, this this running out of shotgun, this run, these RPOs and whatnot. Um, that I don't know. It's it's, it's almost like um, these swing passes out to Jamar Chase. Uh, they're like, as I said earlier, they're a bit of an extension of the run game, aren't they? They 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 get you five six yards at the the very least, and hopefully a little bit more if they're well blocked. And they were being well blocked last night. You know, those that little bunch formation of three wide receivers. Two wide receivers in front of Chase would Chase just behind. You know what's coming. Swing past the two receivers uh, ahead of him will block, and you know you get five, six yards on on first down to make it second and third and manageable. But um, yeah, don't know, don't know. What do you think, Nathan? Uh, I mean, Joe Mixon. I'm just looking at the stats in front of me here. He's got two rushing touchdowns in his last 10 regular season games and I think that has to concern you slightly he's had those goal line opportunities and you know he's just not breaking away and getting out there you know I I do think that you know a guy you know I mean I always say with Joe Mixon you always feel like he's been around for a long time but he's 27 years old but in running back terms that feels you know, fairly long in the tooth at, at his age. I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I, you know, but it does need to improve a bit. I, I do think it'd be unbelievable if we had a real sort of speedster on the team just to give yeah. you that, just a bit of... Well, you're, you know, looking, you're looking at out. what uh, uh, Tajay Spears is doing exactly, in, yeah. in Tennessee. He's 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 the rookie who we, everyone liked, really, as, a, as perhaps a, a Bengals third down sort of guy. Is becoming has become a really uh, excellent uh, complement to the big lad back there, Derek Henry, Lenny Henry, um, and um, 
And then you look in Miami, <laughs> Devon and Shane again. Oh I my god, like I know. the light who I liked in the draft. It's like twenty-five yards a carry per average yesterday. I know he only mm. had six, but this guy's going nuts. He's like ten yards a carry, I think, over the season. So, yeah. Yeah, we just can't figure it quite out, do we, really? Is it the running back? Is it the scheme? Is it the fact that Joe Boy likes likes shotgun more than he does going under centre? I don't know. Um, I think without question that the Bengals will be looking to the draft this time round to take a running back in the top three or four rounds. Like, for sure. I just think they need to. You know, I don't think... Yeah, you know, Trayvon yeah. Williams has been around for a long time and for whatever reason, they just don't feel like they can trust him to be a difference maker. Shame, um, though, isn't it? We all like Trayvon, good lad. And yeah, he's good, no, no. He's not let anybody Chase, down Chase, when he's played, but... Um, Chase Brown, I mean, it's too early, isn't it? But yeah, I suppose yeah, in some yeah. ways... Yeah. Not that he's not performed Chase Brown because he hasn't really been given the chance, but you can't really say on his camp body of pre-season footage and his regular season so far that he's done anything to really, you know, sort of blow you away or feel like he's worth chucking in there. Because, you know, running back is one of those positions. It's not as intricate as receiver on the defence where you need to know a load of stuff. It's a little bit more like, you know, get yourself stuck in there and run it up the field. I know it's not that simple, but you do see guys like Di Mercado from the Cardinals that's not drafted in there, you know, taking snaps and putting up some numbers and not to say again Chase Brown's done anything particularly wrong because he's not the starter but you know so far it doesn't look like he's you know an absolute weapon that's gonna you know really be that valuable for us this season so yeah it's a tough one uh, Andy at Bennett Caru, um, solid handle. A significant step forwards on both sides of the ball during the plays, but the offensive play calling seemed more, uh, and the offensive play calling seemed more, more diverse and impactful. Uh, but Andy says, I wonder what we'd look like with a truly offensive-minded tight end. Irv's not cutting it for me. Uh, just as we finished speaking about that. Monty Burns at CM Burns 66. It's a temporary, isolated feeling of joy until next week when the team go 2-4 and four against the, uh, the hands of the Seahawks. So Monty's not particularly um, uh, <laughs> optimistic against these. But the Seahawks, of course... Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Pat me bollocks. At Pat me bollocks, the, that Steelers win could make things very interesting if we can put a run together, the amount of missed tackles was a concern, though. How, this is me now, uh, how on earth are the Steelers 3-2? and two? Can you tell me that? It's Mike Tomlin, isn't it? I mean, you've got yeah. to say that. You know, it, it's it is mind-blowing, really. I mean, Kenny Pickett's playing hurt. I'd say, you know, there's not many people thought he'd even start but suit they've up. they've got a threat there. They've got George Pickens. He's the one offensive Yeah, threat. yeah, no, I mean, for sure. And he's and an arsehole, obs- but he's... Yeah, he's... they've got TJ Watt. They've got good defence. Yeah, no, that's true. That's, and that's what I mean, they're carrying him, isn't it, really? Yeah, they're, they're not necessarily, you know, the pin-ups of old with your Troy Polamalu's and your people like Heinz Ward and some, you know, necessary big names around the league, especially offensively. Um but it's just great coaching. That's a set, an exceptional win for them against the Ravens. You know, for them to be three and two, you know, there's a reason that they, you know, that they haven't had a losing season for God knows how long. They're always play tough. They're you know, they know what they're doing. They're they're disciplined. They, they yeah. I hate to say it because I can't. I know. Can we stop this now? Can we stop no, talking yeah. about the Steelers? Um, Cassius Flagston at Cash Flag. Solid uh, handle. It helps a lot. I don't feel quite as hopeless for the season anymore. We're far from out of the woods yet, but the only way the team keeps it together for long enough for the RBs and DBs in particular to clean things up is if Joe is Joe. Now we know that's possible at least. Bengal Rowley at Hog Roland. Uh, relieved that Jerry Franchise turned up. Um, here, here. Uh, Thierry JT at Jambo Dez. Um replies covering all sorts that came to my mind team's got to respect Joe Shiesty again he opens up a world of options including the run game uh, secondary is work in progress third downs not picking up blixes tackling awful at times agreed uh, Paul at Picard Burns started really well wobbled for a bit looked as though it was going to go the same way as the Titan game but touchdowns in the first half every quarter QB who looked more mobile there and the defensive stepping up pushed on for the win. It was worth staying up for, says Paul. Hey, here. Uh, BB at Blue Bengals 5. 
Uh, it was a must-win game. Still some holes around our team, which concerns me. Need to get to three and three combine week. Killian at Malloy double zero. Job done. On to the next. Hopefully the turning point of the season. Still worried about uh, how the secondary hold up against stronger passing teams. But you have to be impressed with the job they did last night. I think we were, weren't we? Sean at Sean E. 01 says, Super Bowl, baby. He's, he's up for it. And uh, Kitch at SAFC underscore Bengals. Obviously, Joe looked much better, but he also avoided avoided getting smashed every snap. Well, actually, there was one where he was like evading everything, and then he got absolutely nailed. And I thought it was kind of quite comical. In a way, it felt like a, like one of them sort of Tom and Jerry violent sort of moments where they, he just got knocked on his back completely out of nowhere. And uh, again, as as uh, Derek said earlier, you know, your heart's in your mouth, really. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, so lots of policy, uh, positivity out there, and um, which is nice, nice for a change, isn't it? Really nice to well, have it, a bit of positivity. It's mental how much a week can make because last week it's Zach Taylor and it's the coaching staff and you know is the season over all this that and the other and now this season you know this season this week um, there's a bit of positivity you start to see the light again things are moving up all of a sudden Joe Burrow um, you know looks like he's moving a lot better and that inspires confidence so you know we've dug ourselves in a hole we've got a little bit out of it this game against the Seahawks is massive again isn't it and you can't you don't want to be saying every week wow it's a massive game it's a must win but uh, the NFL is only 17 games it's not baseball where you you know who gives a toss what happens one day to the next you know it's it's every game in the NFL means a lot and especially when you have lost three of your first five so you know, it's a home game. You, what are you saying about it, son? You, you, how do you feel yeah, about it? Yeah, I think the Seahawks... I mean, let, bear in mind that Kenneth Walker is a, another quality running back. They've got a quality, you know, um, running game. But they've also got DJ Metcalf, who's a bit of a beast, or at least can be on his day. Uh, Gino is obviously, is obviously a lot better. He's one of the stories of the NFL last year. Great to see him uh, cement his starter spot. Um and they also, the last time they played, they also sacked a quarterback 11 times. So this this is a step up from the Cardinals. This is yeah. a potential, on paper and in results, they they could be a playoff team again this year. So this is a step up. This is playing a, a good quality team. And, you know, there's no doubt I think we can win. But we're going to have to play better again, certainly on defence. I don't know. It's too difficult to call. It's like, yeah, you'd love to say that we would... We could win. I think most people would have taken us before the season to win, but we all know what's happened. I have no idea. I think it's fairly even. Um, if anything, I think you know Seattle might be just. I don't know what uh, Vegas is saying in terms of the the odds, but um, uh, yeah, I mean Seattle might even be slight favourites. You know, I don't know. They're going to have to play well. They're going to have to play well to win. I think. Do you know the thing that I think gives the Seahawks, I wouldn't necessarily say the edge, because I actually think the bookies will probably give us the sort of just about the edge being at home. But what one thing I think that is in the Seahawks' favour that, um, you know, might not always be apparent just yet is that they're coming off a bye as well. Whenever you yeah, get an extra week's true. worth of prep um, for a Well, team. it might help for travelling as well, because they've got to yeah. come across country, haven't they, pretty much, so... Oh god! What, yeah, what, if, if, Bengals are two and a half point favourites. They are okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I I mean I I think like you said, it's almost a perfect step up. As the Seahawks have won some very good games, they've beat the Lions in overtime, who are a good team. They've beat the Giants, who you know maybe are not a good team. Beat the Panthers, who are not a great team, but they did lose to the Rams, who we managed to beat, and they lost fairly heavily to the Rams as well. So I think you can get after Geno. I think that's got to be you know, your sort of method to winning it. Kenneth Walker's, like you said, a very, very good player. If you can do a bit of a job on Gino, get after him, cause him to make a few mistakes, turn the ball over, I think you've got a good chance. Joe Burrow's got to take another step forward, hasn't he? He's got to play at that level he was playing at in the second half yesterday, getting into a rhythm. I really hope T Higgins is back. Um, but at the same at the same time with T though, I think you've got to be careful, haven't you? Because if you could get away with not playing him and still winning, then you've got the buy. Then you'd say, look, you've given him three four weeks off um, before the 49ers game, and yeah. that would probably get him into a fairly good position, having sort of three four weeks to rest up. So 
it's a huge game. I think you go into the bye two and four and everyone's feeling a bit dejected and the knowing yeah, the schedule yeah. you've got coming up, you're a game away against the 49ers away from home for going two and five. And then, you know, pretty much most people will say that that's it really stick a knife in it. So, you know, but if you can get in three and three week to get Joe boy healthy to take the 49ers on, you never know what happens in the NFL with injuries, whatever, um, and form. And, you know, Brock Purdy's playing like an absolute Rolls Royce to geezer, but yeah. you know, he's still a young quarterback still sort of, um, you know, finding his way. I mean, like I said, he looks fantastic, but you, you never know. You might have a chance, um, on that side of it. It'll more be for someone like Joe Burrow, who you're saying, look, you know, he's hopefully by then, be fully healed from his calf you know you put him up against that 49ers defense with Jamar Chase and that should be you know like two immovable objects going up against each other if the Bengals play it like we know they can so yeah I mean I'm jumping ahead really here talking about that game but it's a huge game against the Seahawks and you just got to hope that Paycor is going bonkers the fans are re-energized which I'm sure they will be and I know they will be um and just to will them on to a win. I think it'll be a very close game. I don't... Yeah, it's going to be hard in your mouth. I going to run away really? with it. Uh, I, I, for me, it's quite difficult to predict. Obviously, I want us to win. Um, but, you know, it, I think it's going to be a tricky game. Um, um, just before we leave, uh, Nathan, our good friend, uh, Nicholas Johnson, who is a... Um, uh, singer songwriter from Cincinnati, and you can follow him at, at Drums and a Guitar on the Twitter. And uh, he's, Solid handle. He's really great. He's genuinely a very good singer songwriter. So if you like a bit of sort of Americana, that kind of thing, then uh, can, would you believe it? He is on tour in the UK from next week, the 13th, UK and Ireland, I should say, I do beg your pardon. So on the 13th of October, he's in Kilkenny. Uh, on the 14th, he's in Dublin. So Killian, uh, Tip, wherever you guys are, go and see Nicholas Johnson. Wear your Bengals journey. Say hello. He's a lovely guy and enjoy that. Uh, he's in Belfast on uh, the 15th. Um, he's in Glasgow uh, on the 18th. So all you guys up in Scotland, go and see Nicholas on the uh, 18th. He's in Manchester uh, on the 19th. Uh, he's in Holmfirth on the 20th. Uh, he's in London Town on the 21st. Fancy that, Nathan? Fancy a little... Trip? How week's that? Uh, a couple of weeks' time, Saturday night. You know, maybe oh, I'm in Italy, would you believe? Ah, well, there you go. And then um, on the 22nd, he's in High Wycombe, of all places. So I will be going to at least one of those shows. Uh, he's very good and he's a very nice man. So do get along, and uh, if you miss those and you want to check some more out, uh, he obviously posts. I think he's at um, nicholasjohnsonmusic.com if you want to see him uh, hear some of his tunes. But yeah, he's genuinely very good, um, and he's been on uh, he's been on this podcast a few times before, and he's been on uh, our online tailgate um, this year. So um, go and see Nicholas. Uh, I think that's about it, Nathan, isn't it for this week? Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, let's see if the Bengals continue their uh, positive trending upwards type narrative next week against the Seahawks obviously we'll be back to discuss that do come along to our meetup if you are around and remember should be able to confirm that tomorrow morning uh, uh, so check our socials for that um, so yeah it's all good Nathan isn't it really um, I think Absolutely, my son. Yeah, well, there you go. It's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys.
And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.